listening to It's Complicated with your hosts, Jennifer Golden and Lauren Leonelli. Hello, Master Daters. Welcome back for another episode of It's Complicated. The struggle is real when you're dating in the city. I'm Jen. And I'm still not Jen. But who are you? But one day, what if I am you and it's Jen and Jen? Wait, also, I get to still be Jen if you're also Jen, so there's two of us. Yes. Do you know that this is like a dream come true? Not that you're not amazing as you are because you're Lauren and you're great, but what I envision for the world is more me. (laughs) To clone yourself? Yes, in fact. Well, I am happy to impersonate you the best I can. Cool. Well, um... Guys, listen, it takes a village, maybe just a village of gens, but we bring you this show weekly with our stories, our tips, our expert guests to help you navigate the complicated world of dating. So help us in the podcast world by doing your part and rate our show. And also while you're there, leave some nice comments about what you think, if you want to date me, or maybe you want to give Lauren some wedding tips. Yeah, that's fine. Any of those things are very welcome. You can find us at It's Complicated Podcast on iTunes. And when you're there, be sure to rate and comment. And then what's really helpful is if you share and tell a friend because it shows that we have a loyal and growing audience. It helps us bring you sponsors and offers. And like, we know you want that. So let's, you know, or at least I want that. I mean, I want it too. So we can all help each other and, um, it keeps everything running when you guys let us know what we're doing. It keeps it running smoothly. If you like what we're doing and if you want to tell your friends, Hey, I like what they're doing. You guys need to know too. Sharing is caring guys. And that's what makes this village run and it takes a village to date. So you know what to do. Yeah. All right, guys, we've got master certified life coach, mind body coach, and host of It's My Pleasure podcast, Danielle Savory, and to discuss how the pursuit and practice of pleasure can affect women's lives and businesses and the impact a pleasured woman has on the world. Yeah, you guys, Danielle is a master certified life coach and mindset mindfulness teacher and speaker. She helps women entrepreneurs experience more pleasure and success in their personal and professional lives. Danielle also has a podcast, It's My Pleasure, that helps women navigate their minds and connect with their bodies to create a mind-blowing sex life. Hello. Her educational background in neuroscience and biology heavily influenced her very matter-of-fact and humorous approach. If you listen to her podcast, you will know this is very real. Um, To this typically taboo subject. Mm -hmm. One we are covering a lot lately because it's time for sexy time, everyone. Yes. Whether you feel it in yourself or with somebody else. Spring is here and sexing is real. Oh yeah. And she's a wife, a mother, and a powerful businesswoman helping empowering women around her to get out of their heads and into their vaginas. Vagina, vagina, vagina. As much as possible. You know how there's a penis game? Why is there no vagina game? I don't know. Or is there? I don't know what the kids do anymore in school. There might be. Maybe they just scream vagina all the time. They might. There's probably a new name for it, but whatever. Um, She coaches women one-on-one up at her private retreat center in the mountains. Maybe they scream vagina there. Yeah. Oregon and on luxurious retreats, which I think we need an invitation I mean, oh my God, I would so go do that and scream vagina from the mountaintops in like two seconds. Also, who doesn't love the word luxurious and retreat and And vagina? Exactly. Those three (laughs) things. You got me. I'm in. Done and done. Sign me up. You guys... Her mantra is pleasure, not 
pressure. Welcome to the studio, Danielle. Yay. Yay. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Of course. We're so happy you joined us. And before we dive into everything, it's time for our nightcap inspired by you. It's the good old-fashioned pleasure. We like to keep it simple here on It's Complicated. So what's easier than figuring out how to live your best life than figuring out how to find pleasure and maybe sipping the hard stuff so it hits your blood a little bit faster and brings you instant pleasure, which is not a bad thing to do either. So yes. yes. That's why we're hitting the hard stuff. It brings the pleasure right away. This old fashioned is good and it's your favorite drink. So cheers, Danielle. Cheers. Cheers. Awesome. Well, we're going to keep it complicated as we always do. Yes, we are. Well, you guys, Jen and I did a little baby showering this weekend together. Jen threw a baby shower. I went and it was really fun. And you know what? I think that this kind of stuff. So like if you're single and you're like, you know, oh gosh, the last thing I want to do is go be at this baby shower when like everyone's talking about their husbands and their babies or whatever. Like it actually can bring pleasure, I think, because it's something that I think watching a woman, like a pregnant woman and celebrating that and it, all of the pleasure that that person is probably feeling is I think it can be a little bit, it's like contagious, right? So instead of thinking, oh, this is something that I don't have and maybe it makes me feel bad or also there's a lot of women who don't want to have kids. So maybe this is not a thing, but if you're feeling that way, I think it's like a really nice way to um, catch the contagiousness of someone else's pleasure. And that was sort of, it was very apparent at this baby shower. Um, It was really fun. And then later in the weekend, I had a great deal of pleasure because um, my fiance James and I went like on this impromptu trip to downtown LA and we like- I like that you call it a trip. Well, because- I would call it a trip too. I pack a bag. I don't know. I mean, (laughs) like, have you driven around in LA? You know, things are like trips when you have to drive like two miles. So- I've heard. I've heard. I have not driven in LA. I've only Ubered in LA. So that's the way to go. Time. It's like such a mess. But anyway, we went downtown and we ate like all the food. I was just like, you know what? I'm going to eat. I want a burrito. And then I was like, and now we're getting ice cream. Like, I just was like, let's do it. <laughs> Did you go to, oh, you went to Grand, Grand Central, Central Market. Market, which is like a place in LA, you guys, if you don't know, where there's like a whole bunch of different little like, re- like little restaurants within this one, um, like, big warehouse essentially. Um, but since we were downtown, we ended up going over to the restaurant where we had James and I had our first date and where he proposed. And we had like a couple of drinks there and it was like in the middle of the day. And it was just kind of nice that like, we just sort of let the wind take us wherever we were going. And it was like nice to be back in the spots that did bring us so much pleasure together. Um, so it was fun. That sounds like a wonderful time. And also like giving yourself like a date day and like, just adventuring. Yeah. Cute. Mm-hmm. Love. I am so excited for one day when I have the opportunity yeah. to do that with my human. See? My future human impending. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> um, so I too, as Lauren mentioned, was at the baby shower. So um, that was a lot of fun, but a lot of work to plan. Um, the theme was under the Tuscan sun. It was very like Italian and romantic themed, and a lot of fun. Anyway, so the people that are having this baby are people I set up sort of coincidentally because I was dating the brother of the now husband, um, and then they met. So yay me for having yeah. them find love. 
cool. And now a baby. And now a baby. And they're all, they also just bought a house. So that's next. Um, and they're like majorly adulting. So they're also a great inspiration. Um, I also then got a new car, which was cool. Cause yeah, I, that's I, major adulting. And it brought me a lot of pleasure, not in the moment because it was one of those things I just had to knock off the list. Cause I've been so busy, like with just all of our stuff, baby shower. Anyway, got the car. And now every time I like, remember I have this car and I'm like, I'm like, Oh, I'm about to go drive. I'm like, Oh my goodness. See? It's, it's my, my chariot. Now driving brings you pleasure. Like we were just saying, Danielle driving in LA is not fun. So no. like, not the <laughs> Car, but you know, yeah, like, that's that's the trick. Buy a new car, then you'll have pleasure. I mean, it would work for <laughs> hey, me. It also did work for me, and I didn't realize. And now I'm like, huh, this is my cute car, and it's gonna drive me and my pup around. And then my future boyfriend's gonna be like, oh, look at this girl in this sassy car. And then we're gonna fall in love. When I was actually there, the car salesman dude was like, oh, the finance manager is attractive. Maybe you should just go flirt with him. I'm like, is he gonna give me a deal? If not, I don't. I'm not interested. Oh my. But, so it was just funny. And I said to the guy, I was like, uh, you know what you should do as a side business is match people in their Lexuses so they stay in the Lexus family. That's what I got. And where is he? Why isn't he here checking out a car at yeah. the same time? And we yeah. could fall in love that way. So that happened. In other news, I'm going on a date that I'm excited about. And I have to report back because I was supposed to go on a different date with somebody else. And this guy canceled on me twice and said he'd make it up to me next week. And I said, uh-uh, sir, no. Because this does not bring me pleasure when I cannot rely on you for a plan. I don't trust you're going to keep it. I politely decline. So that's yeah. what happened there. I think that's good. I mean, I don't know, Danielle, what would you have done if some guy like tried to set a date up with you twice and then canceled like twice? Yeah. Not once twice yeah I think I would have done the same thing with you like no thank you <laughs> that doesn't sound very pleasurable not today Satan I mm -mm. mean especially at this point where like they're all kind of strangers you know it's not like somebody you know and that you can kind of like give a little bit more like leeway to because you're like oh, okay this is so and so like I get it they've got this thing um and you've already have this connection like this is just kind of a stranger so at this point like if you're going to cancel, like, that's kind of like a check. That's like a negative mark. Exactly. So yeah, there's no rapport. Dianara, yeah. sir. Um, there's more where that came from. Well, since you are in a successful relationship, Danielle, and mm -hmm. obviously teach other people how to find pleasure in their, like, sex lives and their relationships and their businesses and everything, like, speaking of relationships, what is your favorite part of a relationship? Um, well, my, yeah, my husband and I have been together for 16 years. So we're like no spring chickens when it comes to being together. So when you're like, what would you do dating? I'm like, well, it's been quite a few years since I've been in that position. But, you know, I mean, the favorite thing I like about relationships, there's so much rhetoric around that like things get really boring and things get really old. And I just don't find that to be the case with my person and it's just like you're more comfortable so you can talk about more stuff and there's like almost more adventure and especially you know everyone's like oh yeah your sex life just like totally tanks which it can like most people's does but that has not been the case for me at all and so I just think it just gets more delicious. But do you think like you could say okay well that is dependent on you know who you are and who your husband is and that mm -hmm he he is just your person and you are his person so your lives don't get boring and your sex life doesn't get boring but like 
I think it's probably, it could be some of that, but it also could be because you actively seek pleasure. It's like you teach other people how to find it. You actively seek it. This is something that you have on your conscious brain and maybe in your subconscious every single day. And with the sex too, like how, I mean, you have to think that the reason why you guys have this long lasting relationship that still feels exciting is because you are seeking out how to make it feel like that every day. It's not an accident. So what do you do to accomplish that? Well, yeah, it's, you're totally right on because the thing is, is like, there's nothing special about us. Like a lot of people are like, oh yeah, you guys are unicorns though. That doesn't really happen. And it's like, no, because we actually work at making it happen. Like we schedule sex. Like I think about him. I totally pay attention to what's going on in my mind that's keeping me in the way from pleasure. And I think that all of those things are really important. And, you know, we have two kids, we both own businesses, like we have a lot of shit going on. And, and it's easy just to like put it on the back burner and think that's not that important, but we have made it a very important part of our relationship. And, you know, for me, even those times where I was like, eh, I don't know, you know, like, no thanks, babe, or whatever, which we all go through, I really started to pay attention because I was like, that no thanks becomes a habit for a lot of people, especially when they are really busy or when they start getting stressed. And then it just becomes your automatic response. Like every time, like, you know, your person comes by and gives you like a drive-by bun grab or something, you're like, eh, no thank you, not right now. And then you don't even give yourself a chance to see if you want it. And that I think is so crucial is like not automatically shutting it down, not just saying no, just because it's the end of the day and you're feeling tired or stressed out, but giving yourself kind of a chance to be like, what am I thinking about right now? Like, am I still like plugged into work? Am I still plugged into like a conversation I had with my friend? Like, where am I at? And can I bring it kind of back to me and see you know, maybe I actually do want it if I gave myself a chance to connect and not just react to the stressful or the things that are, you know, filling up my mind. Yeah, because it's just like when you actually get to the act of sex. It's like, we've talked to a lot of sexperts, if you will, and all of them say, and I'm sure you will agree, it takes a a while to get warmed up. So like, don't just expect your partner to come up to you and make an an advance at you. And just for you to be like, ready to go, you, it's going to take you a while, even once you get in the bedroom to, you know, get into it. So give yourself that time. And also just to go back, I think it's such an important thing you pointed out, like people call you and your husband unicorns. Like, I think that's such a dangerous thing to say because it just makes it feel like, oh, well, it's just because you're lucky, like that you don't have control over your own happiness, that you don't have control over finding pleasure, that, oh, well, it's just because Danielle and her husband are unicorns and that's just not me. So then you throw the towel in. I think that's a very dangerous thought process. Well, and it sounds like that, you know, they're not taking responsibility and to say, to, you know, add to the dangerousness of it but they're not taking responsibility for their own actions for their situation and surroundings. So obviously um, that is going to play a, like a part in it. Like in my, if I were one day, I'm not in my aspiring relationship that I will one day be in apologies, everyone. I'm very popular. And for some reason, my phone will not stop texting. <laughs> I don't know how to silence it. So we're going to pretend it's a sound effect for the show for the every time every time i thought i thought that ding was like every time you guys were taking a drink it take it ding that's and i was like whoa is. they're getting deep that is what it is <laughs> you know you are right and so we don't <laughs> want to 
people's idea about what's happening here. It is, in fact, just because we're doing things right. We're drinking. Yeah, yeah. But going back to that, it's like when it's it's cute. Yeah. Um, so going back to that whole thought process that like, I would hope one day that when I am in a successful relationship, it will look differently than the past ones that were not successful. And it will be sure, like we have everything figured out, but it's more that we're the right people for each other. And we're putting work in like, that's the goal is to both meet each other with the same amount of energy, the same amount of effort and the same goals. And we're on the ship going in the same direction and we're partners. So we want to make an effort and we do make an effort rather than being, I mean, maybe the thing about being a unicorn is that you have the right headspace and that's you as a human. And he also is a human, but as a couple, you just happen to find each other. So I wouldn't say. Yeah. Anybody can be any, well, I think anybody can be a unicorn if you put your mind to it, basically. Yeah. it's just dangerous to say, oh, well, it's just that excuse. Oh, she was just born rich or, oh, she just looks that way or she can eat whatever she wants or whatever excuses you want to make for people. It's like, there's effort that goes into things and those things could be different avenues for each person. But when we're here talking about relationships and if you have, if you're looked at as a unicorn, Danielle, like it's because mm-hmm. you put the effort into it. You are consciously trying to be a pleasurable unicorn. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. And like, it's just like you said, it's like literally the most disempowering thing to like label yourself as like not, like I'm just not a sexual person or that's just not us or whatever it is. Like, I I think, you know, because the way the brain works is you're going to look for evidence to prove that true. So even if you were, you know, we all have like the same parts that work the same way if we can give ourselves a chance to be able to utilize them, right? Especially for pleasure. And so it's just like, you have to give yourself a chance. And the minute you say, oh, I'm just not sexual, or I can't figure that out, or I just don't know how to orgasm, you are then going to go and find all of the evidence to support that versus like going, well, maybe there's a way or maybe there's some, you know, some pleasure to be had here. Like, let me try it out. And like, it's that like definitive mindset that you can go in that is not only disempowering, but like literally is poison to your relationship with yourself and your partner. And on the flip side, just approaching it with more curiosity, like, huh, what's here? And that's possible for me and giving yourself a chance to find evidence to support the opposite. Right. So basically the first step to making sure you find or, you know, actively finding pleasure in your life or even recognizing that you might not have it is at least let's could say it's like to be open-minded, to not just mm-hmm. say, well, this is how I am, or I'm not a unicorn or I'm not sexual or whatever. It's so negative. And it's more it's just so to say, but okay, maybe I don't think I live in that space right now, but maybe I could, and maybe I can try. So do, would you say that's like the first step is at least making sure you have an open mind? Yeah, totally. And I think that there's progressive steps, right? It's like, you know, I always think about those people that like stand in front of the the, the mirror and they're like, you are awesome. You are beautiful. Like you're not going to go from having, you know, kind of a not fun, pleasurable relationship with yourself or with a partner, right? To saying like, I'm like a sexy goddess, you know, like that's, that's a huge leap. So yeah. we start with progressive statements. Like I, I like to think of it like you're hopping from stone to stone to stone across a river. So before we get across the river, just start with that open-mindedness, which it's like, 
it's possible for me to tap into my pleasure or it's possible for me to experience pleasure in my body. You know, like I love to say like this possibility for a first one or I'm learning to notice sensations in my body. Like they might not even be pleasurable at the beginning, but something that gets you into that place where you're open to it, you're not cutting it off, but it's not... Um, like unbelievable to your mind because when we try and go all the way to like the top of the mountain or across the river of where we're trying to go, the brain can immediately like, go eh, like that feels super untrue and uncomfortable. So it's like step by step. So it's like, what is that first thing I can tell myself or feed to my mind that's going to allow me to open up a little bit more? You sound like, obviously, we know, super knowledgeable in this world. So how did you make pleasure your principle? Mm, That's such a good question. Um, I think that for me, I just, I had a lot of um, negative or excuse me, like just hard medical stuff. So I was bedridden for like two years. And even though I had been sexual before that took a lot, a huge damper. I was just experiencing such extreme pain in my body. And so pleasure became this thing that felt so unattainable because when you're experiencing pain from an illness, like that is really hard to escape. Like the brain immediately wants to go there and then it kind of creates more pain because it's so focused on it. And so my journey really began trying to figure out, because I was still with my guy, like I didn't want to not have pleasure, right? But how do you experience pleasure alongside pain? And that was really the beginning of my own personal journey to pleasure was like, it's not or, right? Like you can have discomfort, whether it's uncomfortable emotions. I had lost a couple of um, later term pregnancies. And so there was like a lot of emotional pain and physical pain going on. And so it was like, how can I like, how can I even experience pleasure? Like everything felt like the world was literally falling apart and then my body was falling apart. And so it was just this experimentation of seeing like, oh, like maybe there's pain here, but I can also feel okay. And it would start like with like a cup of tea, right? Like this cup of tea could be really pleasurable or something like that. And so then I just realized like there is pleasure available to all of us. And I think that pleasure is one of those things that we, and I'm not talking about just like quick false pleasures, right? So it's not like because I ate that donut or because I drank that alcohol, like those are amazing and those are great, but I'm talking more about that pleasure that comes from a little bit of a, a deeper spot, that one that's more of like a satisfaction, like a sigh, like into it. And that kind of pleasure, when you can tap into that, it is so empowering and it really like lights up so much of part of the brain and everything else. It like connects all of these parts and it's not something we need. And I think that's the most beautiful thing is like we, the false pleasures or these reward systems are something that, you know, biologically like we go after as humans, but going after your pleasure um, in modern like society, it just, it doesn't seem very important to people. And so to make time for that and to like make that a priority 
really lets you see everything else that's going on in your life and in your mind that you're putting to the side. So going after like your pleasure and your pleasure potential is really one of the most empowering things because it's not something we need as humans. It's such a good point. We don't need it to survive. And yeah. especially women, I, I feel like we're like workhorses. We totally as women, and there's this stigma that like, we are supposed to take on other people's issues so that we can take care of these other people. We're also meant to feel like, you know, sexually women, I think there's like a repression still happening that like, it's not okay for us to enjoy sex or be sexual, or that makes us look a certain way. Um, and we're afraid of the judgment that comes with that. So I think that for women, it's, and I, I commend you for picking women to like focus on because I think that's who need it most. Women worry about taking care of other people all the time. And then when it comes to sex, like we're not really allowed to societally, I, I guess you can say we're not totally allowed to like be in our sexuality as much as we should be. And so yeah. it's like we feel bad about it. There's so, so much guilt and shame that's connected to it. And I feel like, how do you start to change the way you think about seeking pleasure out because like if you're a woman and you're like oh um i feel guilty about taking time for myself if you have children or whatever whatever you might just even be in a relationship i feel bad if i'm taking time for myself i feel guilty so you trick yourself into thinking i feel better i don't feel this guilt when i help out my partner or when i'm with my kids mm -hmm. but really it's like changing the perspective because that's not actually what's bringing you pleasure. You're just doing it out of guilt, but you think that that's the more pleasurable experience because you're taking the guilt away. How do you like switch that around? I know that's probably really fucking confusing, but <laughs> it's not at all. And I'm totally following you. And, you know, I think it's so complicated and I love that you pick, you know, you're bringing in this gender with it because it is, it's so true. Like number one, there's the shame and all the sexuality stuff and we could go totally deep into that, but this guilt part, right? Like there's so many women that I talk to that it's like once they get out of that dating phase and it's more, you know, deeper into a relationship, they're looking at pleasure. It's like for their partner. Like, it's like, oh, like, oh, I just feel bad because I haven't had sex for, with him for a little bit. Or, you know, like the thing that I hear women say all the time, and I've caught myself, I'm not like, you know, removed from this, but it was such a like brilliant aha moment for me was I was like, uh, you know what? Like he was totally a dick to me today. I, I'm not going to give him sex. Like it was his, like it was like my like reward to give to him. And then we hold it back. But it's like, I'm the one getting hurt from not having sex. Like, this is this is about my pleasure. Like, that's the whole reason I called my podcast. Like, it's my pleasure because I want women to do it for them. Well, like the same thing we talk about with date. You mentioned, like, after you get through the dating process. But, like, you could even bring it back to that. Like, women always say when they first start dating dudes, like, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to have sex with him yet because A, B, and C. And I, we always say on the show, like, if you if you want to have sex, totally. have sex, like why aren't you getting something out of it too? Like I get it. If you're not comfortable doing that and it, it makes you feel uncomfortable and not gonna bring you pleasure, that's totally your thing. But if you're only not doing it because you're holding back for some other reason, like I don't want to look easy, I don't want to give it to him too fast. He has to earn it. Like no he has to earn it. Like I'm a fucking prize to be earned. That's what I 
used to like be so precious about sex. And then in like the last year of my singledom, I was like, fuck this shit. And I just had sex whenever I wanted to. And I, it wasn't like careless. It was just like, well, I'm going to do that. Cause I want to, I don't really care if the timing seems wrong or if this guy's going to, I don't, I just didn't care. It was like all about what I wanted to do. There was mm-hmm. no judgment mm-hmm. of, from myself about my own actions. And that's, I think the first thing too, is like, don't judge yourself. Well, I think mm-hmm. also like when you're loading any action up with so many stipulations and so many motives, like you've lost sight of what the real goal was. So like, I think in terms of sex, like, like you were saying, you know, Danielle, like that sex is supposed to be pleasurable, but like when you're wrapping it up in like having it, hanging it over someone as like a carrot that you're dangling, that's mm-hmm. like, you're actually hurting yourself. You're hurting your chances with this human because you've already designated yourself as a crazy person and need to get it together. But like just the fact that like sex is this thing that- That's not your own is right. weird. Like, and women do that. Like this is not my, I, it's like, and it makes sense that we feel that way because we're, we're not, like I was saying, I believe women in this society and it's helped, it's coming along a little bit recently, but like it's hard for us to be in our own sexuality. Like it's hard for us to own it. It's hard for us to like be okay talking about it and talk about like, I mean, why is it okay? Why is everyone like weird about talking about how many people they've had sex with? Like men don't care. They're like, yeah, I don't know, like a hundred or something. And women are like, I'm not telling. Why not? Right. Because then we seem like we have a scarlet A, but going back to like the whole sex thing, it, I'm at the point and just to, you know, be transparent and I'm sure our listeners at this point know it's been a couple months, but for me, it's not pleasurable to have a strange, not a stranger necessarily, but like somebody I don't know and trust in my bed because they're, it's like stranger danger. Like I'm not going to be my best self and most comfortable and feel my most pleasure with somebody that I do not necessarily care so much about. So Mm -hmm. for me, like I, it, that actually is the opposite effect of pleasure. So I'd rather be by myself. That's more pleasurable. I live for my couch and my dog and my friends and a glass of wine. Like that brings me pleasure. So for me at this point in my ripe old age of 34 years, like find a lot of pleasure in my boundaries and knowing myself that actually brings me more pleasure as saying, man, I didn't make a mistake tonight with my time because I know what makes me happy and what doesn't. Yeah. Cause it's not what you wanted. Right. It wasn't because you were afraid someone's going to judge you. No. Yeah. Like if a guy's like, Oh, you're playing hard to get. No, I am hard to get. And it's because I don't like you. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you bring up such a good point. Like pleasure is so, um, it's so entangled. And that's why I think it's like really the most like revolutionary act as women, because it involves so many elements of us. Like it it is this, you know, taking off like the stress, it's not feeling guilty. It's putting ourselves first. It's knowing our body and how to navigate it. It's being able to be bold enough to speak up when we do want it, when we don't want it. It's giving ourselves a chance to like open up to sensation. Like there's so many different parts and you can't really say that about anything else that we do, right? Like about the type of parts that it brings. And I'm just thinking about the brain. So sorry, I'm getting nerdy here, but like that, like the compassion for yourself and the love for yourself. And like, and I, and I love what you said about this. Like, I don't want to, because I don't want to. And I think that is just as delicious as wanting to, right? It's about having 
a love affair with who you are, but being brave enough to like investigate the beliefs that you have about yourself, about sexuality in general, about what the culture has been feeding us forever, that we're like this object to be pursued versus pleasure is something just we can experience within our own body. And the result may be somebody else enjoys it, but that doesn't have to be the point, right? You know, and so it's just, it's such this beautiful like mold of all of the parts that make us human in one relationship. Yeah, I completely agree. It doesn't, and it doesn't, finding pleasure doesn't always have to be or can only be um, centered around sex or sexuality. There's Mm -hmm. definitely different ways to find pleasure, but speaking of sex in particular, like that is a good way to, you know, have an open mind and to, Mm -hmm. do what makes you feel comfortable will bring you pleasure but whatever that looks like for you just keep that in mind when you're making decisions about sex oh yeah and so okay so for those out there that are single like me how Mm -hmm. can we feel more pleasure while dating you know it's become a freaking chore at this point so how can someone like me or our audience listening if they are single find more pleasure in the process of dating Mm, That's a great question. Well, I think that one of the things that I love is feeling empowered in your sexuality with like, even when I'm talking to couples who have been partnered for a long time, it's finding that empowerment and that connection to your sensuality and sexuality by yourself. Like whether or not somebody else is involved is really irrelevant, right? So it's like pleasure in feeling, um, you know, sensual and in love with yourself and in love with your body. And I know self-love is just thrown around all of the time now, but really it is, it is, that's what I'm talking about, right? It's like such a deep sense of self-love. And I think that the pleasure then can be found because you get to be aware of how you are in these relationships and how you're showing up and how you're acting and how, you know, you are paying attention to your boundaries or investigating your beliefs around it. But like the pleasure, whether you're partnered or whether you're dating, it it really doesn't matter. Like the pleasure of being a woman is always available to us. And that's something that we can just tap into all the time. Totally. Okay. So what are some like three easy steps to begin the process to making pleasure a priority in someone's life? Or maybe even just one quick tip, like how, what, what can someone start to think about if they're like, you know what, I need to, I need pleasure in my life a little more. Like you mentioned the whole tea thing, like just even having a cup of tea. Yeah, well, I think it's becoming sensual and people like associate sensuality with sexuality and sensuality really is just waking up to the senses. And so any way that you can open up to any of the five senses is going to allow pleasure to enter. So it could be, you know, I have a couple of just things that I'm always make sure that I'm embodied, like feeling the sensations in my body um, like when I brush my teeth at night, I know that doesn't sound very sensual, but like it really can be. There's a lot going on, especially because I use an electric toothbrush. So there's like a vibration in my mouth, but it's this, um, it's tapping in and being like, oh, like what is pleasurable right now? What do I notice in my body that feels pleasurable? Because we just go about our day. We just do stuff. And so if there's like check-in moments, whether it's like your first sip of coffee or your first sip of tea or something like that in the morning and just closing your eyes and being fully awake for the experience. Like noticing when you're bringing the cup up to your lips, like noticing, like taking that deep 
first inhale and the aroma and letting that just hit your body and then feeling the warmth in your mouth and then noticing when you don't can't feel the liquid going down your throat anymore like when the swallowing process starts like there's so many small little details that you can pay attention to that all of a sudden something you do every day becomes this like amazing experience so that's one of the things that i would recommend um the other thing that i would just say is just to start to catalog um i actually have an episode coming out tomorrow just about this is like get it like decluttering basically your brain for what's getting in the way of pleasure and if we start to just wake up to all of the things that are getting in the way of pleasure like oh my gosh i'm still thinking about you know my business i'm building or i notice all of these thoughts going through my head about my partner or about dating or about you know myself and my body image like really paying attention to the things going through your mind that are a straight up like roadblock to like pleasure even having a chance to enter that is such good advice and it is such a good point to think about like sensuality and sexuality are not directly connected these are your senses so it's like mm -hmm. any sensual moments you can feel don't ignore those take time to feel all of them like such a good point to think about i just mm -hmm. honestly wouldn't have it sounds so simple but so is finding pleasure right like you think it's so simple but this is all very very good advice and also yeah. i mean i think when we mention like the terminology is like far as sensuality goes and you're essentially saying be grateful for the fact that you have senses so you're appreciating mm -hmm. them as they're happening so when people are in the school of thought that's like you know you wake up with gratitude or you go to sleep with gratitude or you should just freaking be gratitude you should have gratitude because you're an asshole if you don't and you should be thankful for your lucky stars but you know if sensuality is the way to think of it and that helps people then amazing you have five senses like you were saying you're you're drinking your coffee, you're smelling the things, your toothbrush vibrates. Like these are the things just to be grateful that you even have in your life. Just mm -hmm. like, even when it comes to dating, like, or Lauren's engaged, like grateful for the love, grateful for somebody's time, grateful for the opportunity to meet a new person, like that they even wanted to meet you. These are all just things to be grateful for and like, take it all in. Like the mm -hmm. senses, take it all in. Yeah. Take it all in. Oh. Yeah. And, and I think it's, um, I love that you brought that up, but it's what, what I find interesting is if, if you actually prioritize pleasure, gratitude or appreciation or satisfaction is also often the result, but what drives you to get there is the pursuit of pleasure. Oh and God. so, so if you're just waking up, like just wake up, like wake up to what's around you, like wake up to like even a cold beverage in your hand, like wake up to what that feels like on your fingertips. And that will like lead to the gratitude because you're just like wow like this feels amazing this is an amazing experience even if it's an everyday ordinary thing right awesome absolutely I, it's just i mean honestly you're just so full of so many pleasurable advice tips and tricks and it's awesome talking to you i feel happier talking to you and we know people <laughs> Feel happier after listening to your podcast. So please remind everyone where they can find you and listen to more of your lovely, pleasurable topics. 
Yeah. Well, you can check me out on any, you know, however you listen to any podcasts. It's called It's My Pleasure. And yeah, that's the best way to find me. You can also go to my website. It's Danielle Savory. And that actually is my last name. So I was meant to be a sex coach forever, I guess. <laughs> um, uh, dot com. So yeah. Great. All right. Thank you so much, Danielle. You were awesome. Thank I you. Want again, so much more to talk about. And don't forget to tune in next week for our all new show with our guest, Molly Woodstock, the host of the very popular Gender Reveal podcast. And if you want to join the class of master daters, don't forget to follow us on social media at Complicated Show, rate and comment. And you can find me at Lauren Leonelli on all the social meds. And you can find me at Jennifer Golden on all the social meds as well. And don't forget to follow at Danielle Savory Coaching, you guys. Thank you so much, Danielle. We had the best Thank time. you. So much pleasure happening here. And we will see you next week. Love you long time. You're listening to It's Complicated with your hosts, Jennifer Golden and Lauren Leonelli. 